and welcome to another episode of Okay Now What? This week we have Thomas, Elizabeth, and me, Greg. Um, we want to start the episode um, off with um, solidarity with the Asian community. So um, just, you know, to give you some info, um, Tuesday night, um, eight people, most of them were uh, women of Asian descent were killed by a white supremacist named Robert Aaron Long. He was 21 from Woodstock, Georgia. Now, authorities are claiming that his actions were not racially motivated, and he um, were, were blaming his um, actions on a sex addiction, and he had a bad day, which is bullshit. I'm just going to say that right now. If you have a sex addiction, you're looking for sex. Period. And the fact that we still have police officers, which later we're going to be um, talking about defunding the police with our guest, Julie, um, that are protecting this white man. And every time that there's a white man doing this type of crap, they say he had a bad day. He was a good guy. But the minute you change his pigment of skin, he is a criminal. They talk about his criminal history. This is bullshit. Thomas, give me what you uh, give me your thoughts on this. Well, to add to that, the police officer that said that, the police uh, later on, the police department tried to um, sort of um, make sense of the comments that the police officer made and said that he was also having a bad day. I don't know if you saw that. Oh. So, they use, so they use that as an excuse for his comments. <laughs> if so, I have a bad day, I watch Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and smoke a bowl. So this is, uh, yeah, th this is the, that's the go-to, um, that is the go-to narrative when it comes to, uh, unfortunately, um, when it's uh, predominantly white Americans uh, who commit uh, or do something wrong, basically, or you go even further, like what, what, what's happened with, with the shooting. Um, and I think the problem, I mean, this, this, isn't, uh, this isn't new. Um, minorities in America have been persecuted and targeted um, mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, and I think it also brings up another point about uh, the violence, not just against minorities, but against women also. Um, the UK also just went some, through something similar with a woman called Sarah Everand, mm -hmm. um, who was killed by a police officer. Um, so this isn't just this isn't just uh, an American issue; it's also uh, an international issue. Um, especially with violence against mm -hmm. uh, uh, minority or mixed race women, uh, predominantly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be uh, it needs to be dealt with. And unfortunately, uh, obviously later on we'll talk about um, defunding the police, but um, the police as an institution, not just the United States, but um, mm -hmm. dominantly internationally, is uh, uh, is is not being held accountable for its actions. Um, 
but yeah so uh, i mean uh just to speak about the uk thing what uh, there was a vigil for sarah everett and the police went in and basically tried to uh, shut the whole thing down very aggressively in fact beating beating the uh, male police officers beating women at a vigil for a woman who had died at the hands of the police so this is this is nothing you know what's happened um in uh, uh with the eight uh predominantly asian women that have been shot um and then the police reacting that way is is it's nothing new and yeah. i think we need to have a long discussion about why why the culture in police departments is to actively sort of go down the route of white white person had a bad day black minority uh is a thug criminal yeah. for their actions mm -hmm. elizabeth what do you have to add yeah it's uh extremely heartbreaking that these situations continue these hate crimes continue to happen um and it's the same situation repeating itself it's almost always a white man who commits these hate crimes and they target people who are other than um, white community, right? So I, I do want to express my solidarity with the Asian community. I yeah. cannot imagine um, how it might feel right now after the whole COVID situation. And we saw that the police officer did share on his um, Facebook page um that image of what was it COVID-19 yeah it was a t-shirt saying um the China virus yeah. right so we've already been seeing a rise in hate crimes towards our Asian community and the fact that this situation occurred and it's a little more complex because it does involve sex work and just yeah. because you do sex work doesn't mean you can label their lives as less mm -hmm. than right um so you know it's just unfortunate and yeah we need to continue to call out the media for continuing to protect you know like white super superiority uh because that's what they do when they say that that man who murdered these people that's what they do when they say he had a bad day because that's not what they do with other people in, in that commit violent crimes or, or things like that. Yeah. yeah I, I want to add to that because you're absolutely right. The media is very much like the media is saying, why did this happen? Well, look at look at the articles that have been ran about China in the past 12 months. Right. It's been nonstop. It's China's fault for COVID nonstop. And it's not just Trump. New York Times has been doing it. The Washington Post has been doing it. Mm -hmm. It's been article after article of hate directed towards. There's a difference, by the way, there's a difference between directing hate at an administration and directing hate at a country. And what we're seeing is hate directed towards a country and mm -hmm. its people. And that's what's happening in the media. And that's what's fueling this sort of uh hateful rhetoric yeah. um that is built that is that is empowering white nationalists 
or people who want to, who, who feel the need to somehow protect this country mm -hmm. against people um, that are different to them. Um, and unfortunately, America has a very dark history when it comes to Asian Americans. Um, yeah, and people often forget that because um, <laughs> people are like, oh, well, they're not as much of an oppressed group as, you know, they say they are. there was literally the Chinese Exclusion Act. They um, they were often paid less to work on the railroads. Yeah. They there were internment camps. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. How easily y'all forget? That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And uh, going back to the police officer, um, who had those shirts. And you have the audacity to go ahead and say he had a bad day? Come on, honey. You can't be that dumb. I'm I'm so done with that. But yeah, we are in solidarity with the Asian community. Please. If, I know there's a lot of GoFundMe pages um, for the families of the victims. So please, if you can, spare what you have. Um, yeah. Hold on, y'all. Let me get the article up because. Uh... So, um, <laughs> apparently the Biden administration has something against uh, with people smoking marijuana. They were firing uh, White House staffers who have used marijuana in their everyday life. Well, I guess they're going to have to fire Kamala Harris because I remember in an interview she was laughing about uh, smoking marijuana. So it looks like we got to fire her too. That is bullshit. In fact, the fact that it's um, in California, I can I can still get fired for using marijuana, even though that it's legal. Come on, that is bullshit. If we want to really talk about marijuana reform and all that jazz, then we really need to get down to the itty bitty gritty stuff. Not just legalizing it, but one, reparations to people who are put in jail for it, releasing those who are currently serving time for it. And three, uh, four, yeah, four, <laughs> um, is to, you know, if, if for you to use it and not, you know, get it, um, not being able to be employed uh, for using marijuana or l losing your job for just smoking a joint. How come is that I can go ahead and have a glass of wine and not get fired for it, but God forbid I smoke a J? Uh, Elizabeth, give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, I did not know about this, so I'm kind of shocked to hear this. And just like you mentioned is, how are they going to go around and campaign around the country talking about how they want to decriminalize um, the use of marijuana and then do the opposite in, in their administration and fire employees who are using it. And I'm finding out here also that it's people that, that are legally allowed to use it in their states. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worse because it's worse because DC legalized well they decriminalized and legal i think was it decriminalized or legal they legalized um use of psychedelics 
I can't mm-hmm. remember what it yeah. was. It, was, it, was it legalization? I can't remember if it was legalization. Yeah, and I too. believe Oregon it legalized everything. Yeah. So, so DC staffers, if you are working in DC, it is legal for you to use this substance. It's only because the federal level, it's still illegal. And so this is why when we come back to the legalized, the, like the, the, uh, the push for legalization, it, it must happen at federal level because, because unfortunately, I, I know someone who tried to uh, get a job recently. And even though California has like a, for, like a form of legalization here, um, because the insurance company that does the hiring process they, they refer to the federal mandate, not the state mandate. And so they require people to test negative on marijuana, even though this state has a form of legalization already. Um, and it's, it's, become, uh, it's become a problem for people who are looking for a job, mm-hmm. who, are looking to, who are looking to, you know, the, they shouldn't have to drug test for something that they do in their own time. Yeah, I've got, I haven't gotten jobs because of that reason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know people who had to go get fake pee. I'm just like this. This is a, this is a Which very American issue. This is a very <laughs> <laughs> this is a very American issue because in the in the UK, I every, there's no job that I ever applied for that I had to drug test for ever, and there's no it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. I I I, I don't know the exact. Uh, I'll have to look at the exact laws, but here it's very different. Here mm-hmm. in terms of. You have to do a mandatory drug test just to get a job. I'm sorry, but like okay. as the way that it's worked in the in the UK is that you know if you're visibly intoxicated at work, then yes, they can they can send you home, which and, makes sense, and do an investigation, right? But they can't just do a mandatory drug test to get a job. Yeah. Like it, there's so there's so many factors to that that, and and plus it's also for a lot of for employers they they use it optionally. They don't do it for all members of staff. And this can also be racially motivated also. Mm-hmm. And no, but nobody likes to talk about that. But, you know, I know, I, I know people who, 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 who got drug tested for a position and, and others that didn't get drug tested for a position because, and, and, it, and unfortunately you can't say it is, but I know for a fact this brown woman got tested for, for drugs and this, and this white person didn't. It, it, it's very, it can be very racially targeted and motivated yeah um and i think again this negating all that um polling for marijuana legalization is at an all-time high in fact it's over 68 percent of the country wants legalizing yeah they want it to be legalized not just decriminalized they want it legalized so nearly 70 percent of this country is on board with legalization and it's a bipartisan issue it's not even it a democrat is. issue even it's a republican republicans issue like to also. Get Yes. <laughs> so this administration is is so backwards when it comes to, um, uh, you know, on this on 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 marijuana. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And it you know is. what's worse? What's worse about this story is that the staffers were told they were informally told by the transition officials that they would any past marijuana league uh, use that they disclosed um, would would be overlooked, right? And then what happened later on is that the Biden administration decided, you know what, we, we, don't, we don't want these people. Don't, we don't want them. 
So they fired every. They, they basically just uh, let go and fire and force people to resign for them disclosing being truthful on the applications that they had prior marijuana use. So what does that tell you? That tells you that people who apply in this administration are mm. going to either lie on the resume, and I, I guarantee there will be, because there are a lot of people that smoke, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, and it's it's going to breed a culture of, you know, we, we have to keep this hush-hush. Mm -hmm. And it's just I wrong. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have to lie. I shouldn't have to be, like, openly able to say, hey, I'm going to drink a glass of wine or I'm going to go out drinking with my friends, but I can't say I can, uh, I can't, I'm going to smoke a bowl. So that's ridiculous. Also, employers, if you find this and you, you want to fire me, I'll see you in court. All right, so let's move on. All right, and so let's go ahead and uh, meet our first guest of the day. She is a local progressive from Redondo Beach. Let's give a welcome to Julie Carr. Hello, hello, welcome. Hi, hello, happy Friday. Happy Friday. So uh, let's introduce um, ourselves to you, Julie. So we have Thomas and Elizabeth on today for the show. And we're gonna go ahead and have a, a, a discussion on defunding the police. Um, and to start, we'll start with you, our lovely guest. Um, so my first question is, what is defunding the police? What does it mean to you? And how do you think defunding, how, how do you think it should be, um, be approached? Such a big question. But first I wanna say, I love you guys. Okay, so <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. You're so impressive, so amazing. I love watching you. Um, so I'm the old lady and I'm gonna age myself right now. <laughs> I was a young adult, but I was an adult, um, and I had two children already uh, when I started my own personal quest to defund the police, uh, and that was after the Rodney King beating. Mm. So it started then. So I grew up in the 80s um, in a very sheltered part of Southern California, uh, but still heard the helicopters and still saw the shootings happening and all the things happening and Rodney King was kind of our first um, um, taste if you will of seeing the police brutality live on camera it had never mm -hmm. been seen before people knew it but it hadn't been seen um, so so that's when my activism for the, for defunding the police started it's been that long and I don't mean to um, make you guys feel like oh my god that's a long time and nothing happened um, yeah it's been a long time and, and nothing has happened so so my start in defunding the police was really understanding what was broken um, and that's really what defunding the police is about right is mm. is facing the broken, puzzle pieces and saying this is real it's broken we need to fix it and we need to to at least try um mm -hmm. my thought process was defunding the police and bringing in actual um psychologists and health management into the police forces that was my mm -hmm. goal I actually wrote a plan at 27 years old that gave gave it to the mayor of los angeles 
to say, here's my plan of what you can do to, instead of hiring more officers, here's how you rotate them out of different districts, mm-hmm. the, check the mental health, not a, not a, 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 a blotting test, right, that's over in five minutes, but go deeper. Um, whether the police are, are being traumatized or they're not the right people for the job, you'll find out. And here's, I, gave, I wrote a whole plan. Mm-hmm. Of course it went nowhere. Um, but now as things have evolved, my, my next stance defending the police comes in two, two forms. The first and most important, and I think people tend to forget this, is we need to defund and eliminate police unions. And I'm a union yeah. girl, but the current police unions are corrupt. They are uh, organized crime. And I would, mm. I would equate it to the NRA and irresponsible gun owners. You've got the, the police unions and bad cops. Bottom line, yeah. right? So they come running to the charge. They, they fund their, the legal teams. They, they hire private investigators the second they hear something went wrong to dig up the victim's background. Yeah. They crash anybody that tries to speak of re- reforming how our communities operate. So they're, they're a bad seed. And so when I say defund and eliminate police unions, I mean it in the, in the text of the right now. Can we reform mm-hmm. those unions into something that's actually helpful? We can. And we would pull the people that are for defunding the police into that new union and organization with regulations, mm-hmm. with ways to... to uh, be a union organization that helps people that work in law enforcement, but the new law enforcement. So, so I mm-hmm. think that's step one of defunding the police. We absolutely need to do that before, because nothing will get done. And they pay for the anti-defunding uh, the police campaigns. They pay for it big time, just like NRA pays for, you know, uh, not wanting better gun laws, right? Interesting. So, yep. And then defunding the police to me is creating um, cohesive communities. Bottom line, um, if you want to be in law enforcement because you're a good cop, and we'll go into that later of, of what that even is. What is a good cop? <laughs> um, you know, I have friends that were raised by police officers and, and, and they had a hard time with my defunding the police stance. And they said, it's complicated. And I said... It's not complicated. Um, mm. They're afraid to lose their jobs. And I said, that, then that means there's more bad ones than good ones. Mm-hmm. Because if there's so many good cops, you outnumber the bad and there's nothing to be afraid of and there's nothing complicated, right? Mm-hmm. You have a much bigger support system if you're a good cop. So we have some bigger issues there. But anyway, that's a d- different topic. Defunding <laughs> police, um, it, it's really taking people that want to be part of community, whether it be law enforcement or mental health or housing or um, youth programs. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Imagine what, how much we could do with that money. What we could do is build these beautiful, cohesive, enriched, thriving, successful communities with happy cops, with happy human beings, with Everybody housed, everybody clothed, everybody fed, nobody being shot for the color of their skin, no racial profiling, no systemic racism. That's how we solve so many issues in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bigger than, than just 
we, we want this to end. It's so much bigger. Yeah, Elizabeth, did you want to add anything? Sorry, <laughs> I talk a lot. Go ahead. Uh -huh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I just want to say that, Julie, your point of stripping away police unions from the power that they hold currently right now is very important to actually getting real accountability when police officers abuse their power. Um, I 100% agree with you that we need to actually, you know, divest from them, from police departments and invest in our communities and give them the resources that they need so uh, they can feel, so people can, you know, be the best them they can be, right? And um that's all I have right now. Well, I had, an, I had a question that I had asked everybody earlier. It was, have you heard uh, about the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act and what are your thoughts on it? Compare to what, um, compared to what activists have been organizing, which is the BREATHE Act. Right. I yeah. have not heard of the George Floyd is it Are something we, that they're putting on the table, putting together? Is it done? I have not heard about it. Thomas, did you want to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I can't remember if it passed the house or not, but I remember the um, the M for B BL, the movement for Black Lives, actually came out and said uh, that it was against the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Mm. They, they, they said uh, it was... Um, they, they believe it fails to properly address police brutality and puts forth strategies that have historically failed to hate minority communities. I believe that the act itself is very much a reform strategy. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not, it doesn't go, it doesn't go anywhere near enough for what um, uh, organizations have been, put, been pushing for. Yeah, and you brought up a really good point about reform. Now, I want to say back in November, Obama had made an interview saying that, you know, we should probably call it reform the police because a lot of people are, are afraid of the word defunding and you're going to lose a lot of people. So I want to open this up to the panel. Do you think we should be calling it reform? Do you think we should stick to the word defunding? Um, I personally believe that we should stick to the word defunding the police because it gets to right right down to the goal is to defund. If you call it reform, politicians are going to make um, money. They're going to, they're going to reform the system to thank give you. police departments more money to fix yeah. the problem. So I'm going to go ahead and open this up. Uh, wh what do you think, Elizabeth? Do you think they should stick to it or uh, stick to defunding or reform the police? What do you think? So my thoughts on this is I don't have a problem saying defunding the police and uh, I've let a lot of people who hold elected positions know that it's defunding the police. Um, however, I do understand how where you lie in, I guess, the political world, you need to be careful on how you use it. So mm -hmm. I totally do not mind politicians using divesting or reallocating. Uh, but I think defunding the police is a very strategic phrase 
for rallying up regular people mm-hmm. who have felt this injustice and haven't felt a way uh, of being seen. So um, I think for activists, I think it's a, it's a perfect phrase for them to continue to gain momentum. I can see why a politician might not want to use that phrase. Uh, again, I don't mind them using divesting. I don't really like reform because we know what reform means historically. Um, but if they mm-hmm. use reform and we look at their bill and we look at it, it is calling for divestment, I don't have a problem with that. But if it's reform where we're still giving police departments money, I'm not okay with that, no. Yeah, Julie, go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, reforming, we've been reforming, reforming, and and somehow there's a loophole, and then you learn, you know, eight years later that it all went here or there. Um, defending the police, to me, is an, is an amazing um title and I'm going to call it a title of a movement and a change and a knocking down the wall so to say um it hits to people that have been brutalized has witnessed people being brutalized have been touched by it directly so they know that there here's this movement for us that we've been crying about our entire lives right um Unfortunately, you have bad apples in um, different political parties that knew right away those that are not quite as informed, aren't watching or or are watching, um, you know, slanted media outlets or finding ridiculous articles that aren't legitimate that make them feel better. Oh, I knew defunding the police was bad, right? And so... Mm -hmm. So there was the Republican Party that played on that. They knew right away, oh, our our people aren't going to buy that. So let's let's scream it out. So the only time I would say, you know, I'm not okay with the title is when they're using it against us in in a manipulative way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the word reform. I like reallocate. Um, I would like... I would maybe it's defund the police, refund the people. I don't know. Maybe there's more to it to add to Mm -hmm. it. Maybe it's defund the police and fund the communities. I think maybe there's just one sentence missing that takes the take adds a adds a positive. Although defunding the police to us is a positive, it isn't to so many. But when they hear um, funding communities, that all of a sudden in a in a psychological way makes it something that they turn their head and say, what's that mean? Right? Mm-hmm. How do they fund the communities? Yeah. So it's, you know, it is a matter of, um, it is a matter of keeping that balance of politicians, getting politicians in office to make these things happen, but having the voters understand their platform to get them into office um, because the, the, the back and forth is driving me crazy and the back and forth is just misinformation. Yeah, people not being informed properly. Yeah, agree or not, they're just not being informed. Thomas, go ahead. I think uh, I think the emphasis on phrasing um, is taken away from um, 
the what 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 has to be done. I think it is quite telling after after the uh, election, um, a lot of Democrats came out and literally just said defund the police was the problem, even though we all know that is just complete and utter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and it was quite uniform. In fact, uh, pretty much every centrist Democrat came out and said, uh, this is a problem. Um, this was the problem from the get-go. And it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face of, of, of Black Lives Matter movement. It's a slap in the face of people like actually wanting to change um, and make a difference in racial justice. Uh, and reform and reform was uh, a response to a legitimate ask mm-hmm. of what has been happening for the past you know like julie said it's it's been going on since Rodney. it's been going even beyond that yeah way beyond you that. know it's way beyond that you know people people forget but you know it, the, the 60s weren't long a long time ago we had segregation we had we had busing we had in fact our president of the united states was for busing can you believe it or not so that <laughs> that that's where we're at in in this in this country unfortunately and um you know, also there's a disconnect with with budgets uh, in city budgets and county budgets. People aren't aware that the police budget in a lot of these places is nearly 50 percent of the whole budget in a lot of these cities and a lot of these. You know, the L.A. budget alone is the police budget is like three billion dollars or something ridiculous. It's absolutely hum- mm. humongous. Abs- in any other in any other department, you you, you could not. You cannot make sense of that. You can't. You can't justify it. Like, what return are we getting out of this three billion dollar investment in something like the police? And it's just, it's just, it's just insane. So I, I, yes, I agree. You, you need defund in there because defund is a is a statement yeah. that the police uh, uh, are getting too much um, when we've got a housing crisis, when mm-hmm. we've got a drugs crisis, when we've got you know, we've got all these problems in these communities. I mean, it's take Pomona, for example, Greg. We've got roads that have not been fixed in I don't know how long. <laughs> like, I, like I've been, I just go down my street, right? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I thought the UK was bad, We're talking right? about whole avenue, y'all. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought the UK was, but when I where I lived, we had uh, you know you could you go to another town, you can sort of see a difference in like income and like, mm-hmm. but you know here it is so evident, and I couldn't believe it. Like literally, like a street down, you had all the roads were nicely surfaced, like you had trees, you had you had parks, and then you literally just go to the street across across the road, and it, it is. It's on like the poverty line is so it's just so there in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it's just telling how how we, we desperately need um, money to go to other places that 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 needs it. And it's just um, so yeah, you desperately need defund, uh, in my opinion, defund to abolition. But I mean that for some people, yeah. that is a little bit um, extreme, but I, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think you know. If I know you, look you at even the, made me go. That's a beautiful example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's shocking, you, but it's real. It's if you, yeah. 
Yeah, if you look at if you look at the history of the police and what the original use of the police was for, which was uh, which was picking up slaves and and literally you know ra- rounding them up and making sure they don't go anywhere, you, this mm-hmm. institution it it's it's a reflection of its past and where it comes from, um, and the and the culture within this institute like there's no reforming this institution. The culture is so broken. We, we saw that in Black Lives Matter. We saw I can't remember where the place was. Do you remember that old man that got uh, literally attacked behind him and he got he got he got a concussion and he was put in a hospital? I can't yes. remember what state it was. And he <laughs> fell to the ground. Yeah, that was Buffalo. It was in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yep. and the police officers, they were they were suspended because the video evidence was so damning. Yep. And then the whole department um walked quit. out they quit. in protest. Yes. Because they suspended the officers who rightly should you have been suspended. Who, you know who started the You know who started the protest? Mm. Who? The police union. Yeah. There they, you go. I just want to. I just want to add one last thing about anybody who's wondering whether defunding the police is an appropriate phrase. Um, the phrase was put forward by Thomas mentioned it a little earlier, and I don't know if people know who Movement for Black Lives is, but they're a coalition of 150 organizations. So this isn't just random activists who decided to be an activist yesterday it's people Mm -hmm. who have been doing the work in in looking at research and looking at models and looking at data and they Mm -hmm. said this is what we need to do to hold these police accountable and to to create a space where we can live free yeah. and not be target. So again, if you don't know who Movement for Black Lives is, I highly recommend you to type it in and find them. They have Yeah, posts. and I wanted to piggyback on that. We also need to remember defunding the police isn't a slogan as one, um, uh, a lot of people want to call it. It's a policy demand. This is actual policy that has been written about for almost 30 years now. You know, I mean... Julie, you said it yourself. You've been work, working on this since you were 27. So we we need to remember that too. Now, Julie, I wanted to get um I wanted to hear your response on the recent events that happened in Georgia. Um can you give us your take on that? Um so I'm um I'm sorry, I'm emotional. Um, And it happens every time. But you have um, a monster that Mm -hmm. this country seems to put on a pedestal of be this, be white, be Christian, be male, be heterosexual, because that's good. And that's what is normal. And another one, another white heterosexual heterosexual Christian male um, massacred human beings. Um, I think that I'm going to tell you my conspiracy. I think he was coached to say that it was a sex addiction. Wow. Too it tall. was too quick. He confessed too quickly. It was too quick because that's a mental issue. It was too flippin' 
quick. And the fact that that public speaker for the police or sheriff had his background with his anti-Asian t-shirts uh, uh, on his post and said the guy had a really bad, he was, I believe he was coached. And that's conspiracy. I don't know if that's a fact, but I've been on this planet for a while, 53 years. Um, I, I watch all the crime shows mm -hmm. and I watch people and I deal with people for a living and I know when to call bullshit. And that was a racist hate crime triggered by whatever that scum that was in office for four years and whatever these right-wing wackadoodle media shows and I, they're pushing the, the we're going to see more of this mm -hmm. we're going to see more of this because we don't have an over-educated society and I don't mean that in the tune of you're not smart if you don't go to college but studies and education and continuing knowledge and research is not America's forte in the average household. Mm -hmm. so we have a huge population of people not educating themselves, not getting any knowledge. And it's, we're seeing something really scary and really grotesque. And mm -hmm. that was attack on Asians and that was attack on Asian women because he was too much am I allowed to say bad words I was gonna say I, I would it. say he was too much of a of a of, of a pussy to go after oh, someone who might, might be stronger than him although a vagina is very strong I, I, <laughs> uh, um, uh, but he was such a spineless worm of a little fucking man that decided let me find what i believe to be the weakest and i'm gonna go attack that little asian group and yeah. and, and and this country and hannity and and tucker carlson and that 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 satanic creep that just died rush limbaugh they've created these monsters mm -hmm. and they told trump I can get you an audience because I know what they are. And he gave, mm -hmm. he gave more power to these, these people. And I, I, I am angry and I'm sad and, and I cry daily because I read about what's happening and I don't even know what to do to stop it at this point. I just don't yeah. even know what to do. I don't even have ideas and I'm full of ideas, but mm -hmm. I, I have no ideas. I was going to say, if you look at the polling, um, the major, the biggest concern amongst Americans is they are uh, they are afraid of uh, people who live. Uh, they're afraid of other Americans. In fact, that was the biggest concern. Like the biggest concern is that they are uh, they're they're scared of of just just other people living living near them. Like that was, and and it's a it's a it's a it's a testament to where we're at in terms mm -hmm. of the violence. Uh, I, I, what's happening with this is the same what happened with Carl Rittenhouse. They're trying to, yes. they're, yeah. they're doing the same, they're doing the same thing. They're, they're, they're labeling it as it's not his fault. He gave into his, uh, he, you know, he has a problem. He gave, or, you know, he's just defending himself, which yeah. is what they did with Carl Rittenhouse. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it, the, you know, it was this time it was minority Asians, but people people don't people don't like, you know, violence against women has been a major issue for a long time. 
um, particularly sex workers. Uh, Liz has made his point earlier in the podcast. Um, they are treated like, uh, you know, even below the wrong, no, like, not, even below human. Even below, even below the standard of what women are, it's just like mm -hmm. they're, they're treated even below that. So it's like you know, there's no, yeah, I don't, yeah. Anyway, well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say thank you, Julie, for coming on. Um, you are incredible. You know, <laughs> I had I had you on my other show, and you were always um, a gem to have on so um go ahead and give us your uh shout out your social media where people can check you out Ooh, my little side hustle i go as uh jules underscore gems underscore 67 underscore because i'm old and i like i don't even know why i have so many underscores but um, teach you how to edit your <laughs> username <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a it's a reselling business, right? Pre-loved clothing, uh, keeping things out of the landfill, and making a little um, money on the side to be able to do family vacations and extra things for the grandkids. Um, it's a lot of fun. I it's I go treasure hunting um, to find cute clothes and 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 cute shoes and and sell them for not too much, uh, really good prices. Uh, but enough to make a little profit. So that's my little side hustle there. And it's awesome. a good time and it's good for the environment. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for joining on. Uh, we hope to have you again soon. Thank you, you guys. Always. Hey, everyone. Um, so that wraps up today's episode of OK, Now What? Uh, we were supposed to have Elijah Manley on, who is running for Florida's House of Representatives. Uh, but unfortunately, he will be um he'll be rescheduled to next week's episode so please tune in for that also please follow us on social media our info is down below and remember we're on spotify y'all so if you hate our faces just listen to us all right see you next week Bye bye